Welcome to Targeting and Stations. We're going to do a quick little interview with Noros, who is the leader of Fraternity, and uh, get a couple of different subjects out of the way. He has a lot to say about industry, but also uh, we want to talk about something that's come up, and that is like a uh, um, some kind of a peace plan for people on the Imperium to be able to cross sides. Uh, we'll, we'll look into that in just a second. Um, but uh, Noros, how are you doing? Hi, thank you. Um, still awake at 2 a.m., so I guess I'm doing just all right. Oh my gosh. That's right. This is not your hour to be up and awake. Um, let's first talk about industry changes. This is something that uh, you said you have a lot of thoughts on, so we'll just start with uh, these new updates that have come out. Um, people can look at the dev blog and actually see what's in there. There are no details printed yet, but you can get an idea of what they're doing to uh, industry in the future, and that is to expand it. What are your thoughts on the changes that are coming? Uh, I, I think that's too complicated, and it's no longer possible for one monopoly to just accomplish them all. But I do agree with CCP that Thailand's super caps should not be T1. Right? It should be more complicated. Um, I'm holding my doubts about Type 1 battleships and faction battleships, except. But yeah, pretty much. When you um, they're right. There's a little language but, barrier there. When you're holding your doubts, uh, does that mean you're yeah. holding your thoughts? Um, suspicion about it. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're suspicious of what that they might be, like you don't they're you're not convinced my, it's going to work. Uh, while you're at the far end of the of the game, you Sorry, can still me, have a very complete. Let me have yeah, you rest, let me have you restart that. Uh, I'll start with the question. Uh, you you somehow got muted. I must have accidentally hit something. Uh, literally didn't see how that happened. Oops. Yeah. Okay. But let me just restart with that one question. Um, you said they haven't touched industry in a couple of years, and so uh, does that mean you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? And can you tell us? Uh, can you elaborate on your answer? It's definitely not on par with how players react and adapt. Like we, the matters, the fleet doctrine matters have changed multiple times during these years. Uh, while the industrial part, the industrial sectors, they don't, they just don't react in any way. Yeah, we change our doctrines because the availability to resources. Because like maybe sometime like CCP introduced something like damage control, the assault damage control, which completely bring hacks, you know, overwhelm everything. Mm -hmm. But other than that, um, we haven't changed much. But you said something that's interesting. I don't think a lot of people really understand that part of it. Sometimes you change a doctrine because it's more powerful. Like let's say they buff missiles and you're like, okay, let's look at missile ships and now we're going to fly ravens, for instance. But availability is the other side of that right like you wouldn't you wouldn't switch into say tfis because tfis can be those are dependent on loot drops and people can control loot drops by buying everything off the market and you can't manufacture those without the uh, blueprints so you would be bottlenecked if you decided to go with a navy issue if it wasn't like in full supply so the supply side of doctrine development for alliances is interesting nobody really thinks about that side of it that's right. And right now, you, you can solve the blueprints issue, for example, for TFI. 
um, the LP isn't an issue, the T1 material isn't an issue, then we certainly need a couple new gas clouds for that. And I've checked if the market's right, if the market has anything valuable, you know, right now, the market's panicking. Uh, but if the market's remotely right, then the T1 battleship is going to be around one bill range. Yeah. The T1 battleship, one billion, that is, did you do some number crunching? Uh, yeah. Whoa. That seems kind of high. I heard um, faction uh, battleships would be over one billion each, which makes sense. But you think the T1 battleship will be? It'll be close, like just south of one bill. But the faction and pirates will definitely go beyond that. It's almost like a carry price. Yeah. Well, I, I think I overheard Kenneth Feld saying that he'd look in the battleship price and the battleship price would actually go down. So you guys are in two different places. On that. Uh, if you're only using if you're only using the T1 materials, I believe the T1 battleships requires less now, but they do add some P P1 and gas clouds into it. Or am I wrong about it? No, you're right about that. They're adding different materials into it. So I yeah. I haven't looked at numbers yet. I know that uh, Rivra, uh, the editor of INN, has some number crunching that she has done to kind of put together what. Um, the relationship in materials are, and then I think attaching those numbers, like the ingredients that you're going to need to build a battleship with the market prices that are out there now. Um, we can say the market prices are going to change due to supply. How much supply gets added to the market will lower the price. If there's no supply, it will raise the price. So we don't really know what the price is in the future, but we do know what the price is now if we compare it to what something is to build right now because all the materials are on the market and we can compare those prices. And you've done that kind of work. I'm having a spreadsheet right now to calculate the price for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm very happy about the, the T1 battle cruiser price and T1 cruiser's price. Those were dropped significantly. So we might will we might see a comeback of Ferox Doctrine. Good old Ferox, very cheap doctrine. Uh, anybody can get into it. There's no bottlenecks to that. So you can create as many as you need as an alliance. And they're effective in, when you get enough people using them at the same time. Yeah. So you think the... And the yeah, go ahead. I think even the T2 hacks will remain about a relatively stable price as of now. So uh, 200 mil range-ish. Might be even less than that if you, uh, if you produce everything locally. So those are good news, but definitely if you want to play capitals and super capitals, uh, it's going to be a dark time of that. There's no way you can reliably resupply your super caps. Wow. That's a very important statement considering there's a war right now with uh, the majority of super capitals uh, really going head to head. There's a chance that there may be a lot of uh, super capitals destroyed in the next few months. And to not be able to rebuild those things, it seems like that that's a pretty important thing to keep in mind. How much do you calculate? Yeah. I don't know if you have these calculations, but how much do you calculate it would cost to rebuild um, a mothership, or uh, sorry, a super carrier or a Titan? Uh, a super carrier is about 70 bill range, while a Titan, it's way over 200 bill. It's at about 240. 
My God, those are huge numbers. Yeah. Well, so, I, I don't think justify the price would justify the efficiency anymore. So whoever has the super cap fleet will be extremely careful when using them. So I just want to say that's the third number we've heard. I heard 140 to 150. I've heard 200 on the Meta Show. I've heard now you're saying, Noros, 240 billion. 240 might be a weight a little bit higher, maybe 200. I think I heard the Meta Show too. So 200 uh, to 240. That's okay. the price range. Yeah. Based on your calculations, not based on the Meta Show calculations. My calculation, right. Okay. So you're kind of in agreement with the Meta Show that it's going to be about 200 or more billion. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. actually. Uh, but the thing, the thing yeah. is, the super cap fleet is still very oppressive against a draft fleet, depending on how you use them. Uh, so the one who currently have a super cap fleet will have a drastic advantage against those who doesn't. Absolutely. Unless you miscalculate or your execution went horribly wrong, you normally wouldn't lose your super cap fleet. Unless someone is really, really uh, willing to sacrifice the entire draft fleet just to trade, that's, I guess, that's viable, but it's definitely not, you know, uh, sustainable for multiple times. A dread is going to cost, in our calculations, about a six bill, mm -hmm. six to nine bill. That's the ship holes. So if you want to correctly, effectively drop on someone, then you're putting a lot of risk on the table. Yeah. So even even the uh, the idea of a suicide dread might start to look different after these changes. Well, I hope they. I I think the capitals, the regular capitals, are at kind of healthy state right now. Not the fax machine, but the dreads and carriers. Uh, the fax machine is still overpowered and too cheap compared to their efficiency. So I don't really like how CCP drastically increased the cost of dreads. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be limiting our play style in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, so the fax is gonna be overpowered, and it's gonna cause people tend to choose uh, the doctrines, the subcap doctrine that goes well with uh, fax machine, because suddenly the deterrent won't be as cheap as before. The most effective way to counter fax machines to drop a couple drafts, right? In futures, they're going to be so expensive. Right. Um, let's go back to the Titan, for instance. I personally don't like talking Titans that much because it feels like that's just a small select group of players that get into those things or care about that topic because it's so far away from the majority of players. But but it is something that we need to deal with since you're a leader of a alliance, a coalition, the Winter Coalition, and you have to think in these terms of super capitals and uh, power basically because they represent power. Um, well, uh, that's I'm not the best person to answer that because my coalition is kind of a second line coalition. We don't, we rarely or never do uh, a war efforts alone because we are not covering four time zones. So if we're gonna have some allies to go to a war, then usually our supercat fleet is not the determined one. We do consist like an equal uh, 
a fair amount of super caps, for example, into the Poppy Coalition fleet. But we definitely not a determined yeah. one, you know. You're not a frontline group. I'll give you that. You usually combine yeah. your forces with somebody else. That makes a That's lot of right. sense. But you do own a time zone, which puts you as one of the apex predators out there. Uh, I wouldn't say you own the time zone, but you're definitely a huge player in the uh, Australian time zone era. So I, I, I guess All there's right, a yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, but going back to Titans and thinking about those things and how much, how expensive they're going to be, how much they cost to build is different than what somebody's willing to pay. But nobody wants to build something at a loss. So no new Titans are built because there's still a giant surplus, uh, obviously, because they're still selling for. Uh, I believe eighty to ninety billion right now. Uh, I I can't find a Titan contract that's below one hundred right now. Oh, so let me check. So there, I'm okay. still in game. Let me check. Mm -hmm. uh, and the point that we're making here, as he checks this out, is that again, people will build them, but they won't build. They don't. They won't want to sell them for less than they built them, unless they're doing it for themselves, which is very difficult now because there's so many different harvesting. Uh, yeah. That needs that you have to fulfill in order to build one Titan. So by uh, the point that I'm looking for is, are the is this death to all Titans basically, or death to all supers because they're just too expensive to build to sell? And I I don't agree with that. No, I I think unless CCP nerf Titans, say if they nerf the single target DD, then. Yes, that's definitely the end of Titan fleet. But um, I don't know if they if they nerf super carriers fighter bombers, then yes, probably the end of. I think they they need to nerf the burst projector as well. But well, unless CCP does that, a super carrier a, a Titan fleet, it's still very effective against other capitals. Right, so and you... that's. That's like the crown jewel of your escalation chain. Right. If you have that, um, there's not much your opponent can do. Okay, so the fact that they're expensive to build, and there are certain groups that have surpluses of them right now. I wouldn't call yeah. it a surplus, but they have a ton of them now. Does that mean right. that power is being locked in? I think so. I believe so. It's just like uh, 2011 when PO has all the Titans and nobody else does, something like that. So whoever, uh, looking at Delve specifically, there are other groups, right? You have uh, Dreadbomb has uh, super capitals, of course. You have many groups have super capitals, including uh, uh, Snuff, which runs around Losec, uh, Wrecking Crew. There's a number of groups that have those. But the majority of the, the big assets that are working inside of Delve do you think the winner of that war will will be able to hold power for a longer time? Sorry, can you repeat the questions again? Sorry. Yeah, the winner of the Delve War, are they going to uh -huh. be in power a long time? Because they're yeah, yeah. Talk about that a little bit because that is a interesting uh, prize. Think, well, you know we're we're doing the Delve keeps our sieges, right and. Yeah. We choose to do that, not just because cranking into one EQ is pretty hard. Uh, speak a little closer to your mic so I can I can hear you better. Sorry, yeah. uh, we are sieging the keep stars with purging all the keep stars, not just because cranking into one EQ is hard, but also um, we're very determined to exterminate 
the industrial ability for guns. Because uh, it's so hard to come back at this era. It won't be like the last war will be uh, guns just left Eklund and grow into Delph and create a Delph miracle. So something similar with that will not happen again. That's my guess, my expectation. Well, how would you stop them if they manage to get out? Because they can asset safety all their stuff to Ermelin. You can't. You can't stop guns to get out. If they want to, they will eventually. But what they're gonna, in order to do something that's remotely even close to what they have done in Delve, they they need a they need a NOSEF, like the sort of NOSEF space, right? They need a Solios, Tataros. Um, they need a very complex industrial system to accomplish that. But at this point, they don't have it, and the chances of them getting back off it's pretty low. I mean, getting back those structures, right? Who knows? In three or five years, who's going to live in Delft? But uh, those structures are irreplaceable. They need to find a space to replace that, and they don't have to ask to do that. Sorry. Um... Yeah, you okay? Oh yeah, I was just uh, my son was asking me a question. The um I think that's uh so these changes are are coming at a really interesting time. I would say at a bad time. Very unfor- unfortunate yeah. timing for guns. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say in a in a neutral way for them this is this could be bad because they're they're losing space. They're sliding down a hill. They're losing Sov. There's still light at the end of the tunnel because, you know, they've recovered from losing Sov before, many times before, at least twice. But you're saying not only are they sliding down a hill, but that hill just got steeper. 10 times steeper, 10 times longer. Yeah. So to climb back up is going to be very difficult for Goonswarm if they lose. If they lose. Well, if anyone's going to come back from that, it has to be Goons. They have the organization. They have the population. Yeah, that's very interesting. Well, you know, this is. Um, I want to talk more about industry, but this is a really good time to talk about something that I want to just get on the record. Sure, sure. You. Uh, one yeah. of one of the strategic, and I, I'm going to point out this is a strategic move, is to reduce the people that you are fighting against. And one of uh, the latest things that we've heard about this war is that Pappy is telling Imperium line members that they can get out with their stuff, and this is how you right. do it. Is that real right. or is that a joke? Like, what's going on? There? Uh, definitely not a scam. Um, there's some histories behind this. First of all, we've been pulling Imperium pilots out of the war for a while. Ever since we got the YZ9 Keepstar, uh, there are already tons of supercaps. I would say FRT received nearly a full supercarrier fleet from Delve ever since YZ9. 250 yeah. people. or yeah. Yeah. I personally took them out. I personally took those supers out myself and organized the move up back home. Uh, I believe our lines, most of the lines do the same throughout the war. But right now, we're staring at each other's uh, from 1DQ to T5T. We want to reduce the supercarrier number, the supercaps number in 1DQ. 
and we realized that、um, the casual players actually took that part in big battles like M two. There's no hope to you know to split the the corgans, the hard corgans, the, the inner team.、Uh, those are not our target audience. We're targeting the casual players who happen to have a, like a couple titans or super carriers in one DQ right now. And if they want to leave the war, if they want to find something else, then we need to have the channel for them. That's why、um, a couple alliances like NCPLPH test we meet up together and we say, well,、uh, probably we should announce something public, so the casual players will have the way to get out. Otherwise, they wouldn't know. Like, there's a chance for them, and I already received three people on my Discord. That's that's within the 24 hours of my post. So those aren't、uh, spies.、Yeah. Those aren't well, spies coming back over to the side that they're already on. Do we care? No. Ah,、uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. That that's the morale thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, it's not a scam, right? Oh.、Yeah. Uh, we can extract more hostile by not scamming, by give them a, like a peaceful, honest way out. And yeah, three people already took the took the way out, and I'm about to sign on them into one of the keep stars tomorrow. Wow.、Um, again, we don't know if those guys are true、uh, Imperium members. And even if they come out publicly, it would be hard to like verify that they're not、uh, plants. Basically, I mean, we said the same thing when Imperium put out a silver ticket and a gold ticket, which was you can get your super capital out of this gate camp.、Uh, just we'll pay you a little bit for it, and we'll give you a ticket, and you can get out. And nobody,、uh, I think they one person from Brave. Changed places, went public, and then there was a second person inquiring in public, and we we were like, we don't know if that's real or not.、Uh, I guess the same thing with yours, but you say you've already gotten three、right. three people that want to come out in one day. Yeah, it could be it could be from a spy、um, that I don't know about, but yeah, right, because it's not just one group that's、uh, attacking, and this is a this is a coordinated effort on the part of all of the、uh, Pappy. Yes, we we meet up and we talk together and make sure、uh, every alliance. I, I'm not sure if Tess posts that, but I know PH, PL, and NC do. So, if you see all this number, you can like some people don't trust Norris. That's fine, but how do you like Lady Scarlet or Willy or Gobbins? I see because they've all signed on to this saying it's real. It's not a scam. That's right. There's something about the reason I'm asking you this. And first of all, where is this officially put out? We saw some on Reddit, but we don't know who that is. So, where has this officially been put out?、Uh, I believe if you check Horde Discord, there's a complete copy for that, and I post on Reddit myself. So you guys are just putting it out there individually, but you have a an agreed upon policy that you're putting out. Yeah, everybody posts the same version. I draft a thing. Gobbins helped me polish that, and we just put it out at the same time, roughly. Okay, so we know it's real. It's not a joke. You're saying it's not a scam, and you're saying you've already had three people come over. Um, 
And you can find that where on Reddit. I saw it there one time. And then, I mean, how are you getting it to the people that need to hear it? Oh, that's a good question. Because the Meta Show um, has the broadcasting power, so they can just say it out loud and people talk about it. And they do their fireside chats, uh, mm -hmm, knowing mm -hmm. that that leaks out into the public. Um, but how do you officially get your messages out? That's good. I good, 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 Very good question. We haven't thought about it. Probably we should make an advertisement for these three people when they come over. But yeah, that's a very good tactics. Um, I think I'm going to look into that. I just want to say, some depot. as a disclaimer, we do not take money. <laughs> we do not take money for sending out uh, information um, <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. But we Thank probably you, should, right? Like, it, there was one yeah, time. There was one time on our Discord. We had a channel called like Official PR Publishings, and only CEOs of alliances and coalitions could write in that channel, so they could officially put something out saying this is what we're doing, and uh, all that stuff had to be accurate and had to be, you know, from the source itself. But we took that channel down because people didn't use it. First of all. But second of all, there was no. Uh, there were some people saying you're inserting yourself into politics, which we were not. We were just saying this is a space for people to make public announcements, you know, like a PR channel for alliances. So we'll think about that. Okay, I want to answer Kiromancer here. It says Matterall are the Pappy Propaganda Hour. You are so biased. Uh, we get a lot of that from people like you and others. And I just want to say that normally we would bring this topic up on a show and treat it like we treated uh, the golden ticket, the silver ticket stuff. That was at least saying, look at this brilliant idea. It's very funny and it kind of works. And here how, here's how it works psychologically and here's how it works, this or that. And we had an internal discussion this morning about how we deal with this, which is the opposite, right? It's people being let out of Delve to be able to pass. It's like a golden ticket, but a little bit different. We had an internal talk about that. How do we deal with this? And it was the Imperium members of Talking In Stations that said, you can't just publish what Reddit says or talk about it. You have to get an official announcement. And it has to be official. It has to be verified by them and that sort of stuff. And I thought, okay, that's the Imperium members telling us how to handle this. And I'm going to respect that. Uh, so that's why we're doing it this way. So if you can't take it this way or the other way, I don't know what to tell you because we're going to do what we're going to do. And if you're here listening, you must be here for some reason. Like you trust us, whether you say it or not. And that's all I have to say about that for now. Okay. The, um, let's go back to, so we've dealt with that. I wanted to deal with it with you because one last thing about that, you're specifically the contact and that's why I'm asking you directly. Is that right? Yeah, I'm one of the contacts, and I manage ACLs myself, and I happen to be the sucker to light the sign now. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. Now we know. Uh, let's go back to industry changes that, uh, that are something that you're... Are you... Is it fair to say that you're worried about these changes, or are you excited about these changes? Where are you on these? Well, at least for a couple of months, we won't have anything to buy because they're simply not there. People need time to react, extract the, the raw materials and react them. And they need to train skills and form up their lines and set up. 
So um, we're looking at a couple months that people will have to use the stocks or just stay stock up, don't do anything. I think that's kind of problematic. Mm. But after that, after the market stabilized, um, I still have hope for CCP, I guess. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I personally don't like the super carrier and Titan online. Um, but I really hope they just decrease the drop price a little bit. Yeah, you think it's a little severe. So you think there'll be a shock? There'll be um, some pain involved in this transition, but it may end up okay down the road. Yeah. Every change come with that. Hopefully in the end it comes out okay. Yeah. What do you think of the market? Have you have you seen the market? It looks like minerals are up two, three hundred percent, we've been hearing and uh yeah. craziness. I, really. I I cleared the Gita market after CCP announced that. And after I done that, I realized if I put the markets back right in to fill the buy orders, I can still make in the profit. Jeez. It's like within ten minutes. That's how crazy it is. So everything's just being devoured. Yeah, well, luckily, uh, we're pretty close to GDA now. So if we're going to have anything to sell, then GDA market will see. Yeah. Well, how does this, this is uh, another reason I wanted to talk to you specifically about these changes is what we're looking at, if, if we just step back, is every ship that's built needs not just minerals, with, with a few exceptions, uh, the battleship and above and faction and all the stuff that's kind of sexier in the game. That stuff is all built with multiple ingredients from PI, from moons, from gases and minerals. And you're somebody that I was watching because you moved close to null sorry you moved into null sec that is close to empire space so that puts you in proximity to low sec space you put a keep star in low sec space you've got you've gotten involved in poshvin i know you have some kind of treaty there in poshvin and so you're playing the long <clears throat> game it looks like you're putting your fingers into null sec low sec poshvin I bet you're in wormholes too. Oh man, I'd love some privacy there. But yeah, <laughs> too much information. <laughs> I think well, we, we haven't touched anything about wormhole. Just really? for the disclaimer, yeah, I, I don't get way along with the wormholers, uh, and I don't know how much the gas clouds. I, I'm not sure if they can be harvested outside of wormhole or they're very exclusively only found in wormhole. I'm not sure about that because the gas clouds from from CCP has released at the moment, it's um, it's ratio based. Mm. So it could be like just ice belts and you found in the specific regions, but it also could be uh, just evenly distributed into the wormhole space. And that's gonna, that's gonna suck for us, yeah. That's one thing I cannot control. But other than that, we have a great coverage for PI. Uh, we're near low sec and high sec, so we have a full spectrum of ores if we want to. And we put ourselves pretty much like um, independent from free of like anomaly writing. So we're not afraid of the cloaky camps anymore or the DBS, very much less affected by that. 
Since we're going to change the cloaky camper, that's nice. Uh, the yeah. new thing, I think it's already on the um, the database. Hmm. Something called the observatory observatory array. Oh, it's an array. Well, I don't know. It's it's in the database. I need to look into that. Yeah, all we know it's a tool. All we know is it's some kind of a tool to kind of counter cloaky camping. And uh, you're saying it's already in the database on the yeah, yeah. So, it could be from a few years ago, like the old thing. But hmm. um, yeah, at least there's something like at least a placeholder there. Yeah, uh, we hear there's a hobo leaks at the moment. By the way, uh, Omeka Gold says that fraternity has uh, C five C five wormhole stuff. Uh, we on. do, we do, but that's not alliance controlled. It's um. Uh, people or corpse want to do their own thing, mm -hmm. pretty much. Okay, the reason I brought all that up, and I'm sorry I spilled the beans. Uh, I think a lot of it's public, but that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's public. Yeah, it's all it public. public. I mean, all the stuff that I'm talking about is stuff that I got from public sources, not talking to you necessarily. I just confirm things with you if I hear something to make sure that that's I'm not true. Being that's true. To. Yeah, that's how I work with you guys without being part of your agenda. But you are diversified really well. I saw that coming a while ago, but now it makes a lot of sense what you're doing. Uh, or you just got super lucky that the games uh, industry is diversifying too. And you're diversifying your income sources, which also means you're diversifying your harvesting sources. So you'll be able to well, stay. I never, I didn't see the income um, industrial changes coming. Yeah, I'm but sure no, nobody see, did. Uh, besides, we do see how we do see how uh, DBS. Will kind of ruin the um, the traditional, you know, super carrier writing, the kind of stuff, and there's simply no ore left in deep nosec. So I guess moving out towards Empire Space is a good move for us. Yeah, yeah, you were adapting to the changes where they nerfed you, and you put yourself in a position uh, to diversify your income streams. And this hits, and it looks like it's going to be good news for you since you're positioning yourself well. Hopefully, if we can hold these two regions, right? Yeah, and also if it just works out, because things just tend to fall apart sometimes too. Another way of being uh, adapting to this change very well is just to get comfortable with buying things that you need. Well, do you agree with that, or do you think? Because it's pretty obvious you either buy what you need, or you go and you make it yourself or get it yourself. So one think, has a ton yeah. of labor involved, which is going and getting it yourself. The other one has less labor but cost more. Well, I'd rather to dictate the price myself. And I think that's a huge trap when, especially in EVE, if you're completely dependent on GDA market. Uh, maybe if you're low sec lines or wormhole lines, you can do that. But as in no sec lines, if somebody decides to go war with you, GDA market will not hold or help you in any way. So you need to have your own stock and stuff. Yeah. I think Kenneth was making the point that Jita just isn't the Jita it used to be anymore. Oh, that's true. That's true also. Right. Yeah. Like people, when you have shallow uh, supplies on the shelf, somebody can corner the market a lot easier. Uh, one of the strengths of Jita was that there was so much supply for every single thing that nobody could really corner it unless you were mega rich and you had to be really determined to corner a certain market. Uh, but now when there's only like three or four stacks of an item, somebody could buy all those out and raise the price 
And until mm. they get replenished, that's not going to happen. And the yeah. more the more Jita starts to become unreliable, the more people will have to find an alternative, maybe a local market or do what you do, which is source it yourself. Yeah. And Jita can sometimes be even hostile or um, subjugated towards like a NullSec block. So I tend not to believe the Jita market. I tend to be rather to be the seller instead of buying stuff from them. Yeah. All right, man. Well, what else can you tell us about uh, the industrial changes, if anything, uh, or actually any of the changes that are in the, the dev blog that came out? Like the ESS change, for instance. Uh, what do you think of that? What did they say about ESS? Well, I they, haven't looked. They just told us publicly for the first time that there's like 11 trillion. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the number, but it's is it 4 trillion or 11 trillion is out there in the, the long-term ESS banks and that those keys will be given out soon. The Reserve Bank, you're talking about? The Reserve about? Bank, yeah. That's a lot of that money is yours, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I guess. But eight, I, I eight, hope... trillion, eight trillion. Eight trillion. Is that for the whole game? That's or? the whole universe. There's eight trillion in the Reserve Banks, and the, 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 okay. the games will begin at some point. Well, I... How much did that hurt, man? How much did it hurt? Because you had Owasa like... Oh, we, we just pretend it's already or like already lost costs. So yeah. I wouldn't think too much about it. But uh, I hope CCP since they're giving out keys, right? Yeah, in some way. Yeah, we don't know how. All right, in some way. That's yeah. that's tricky. Yeah, but if they know. do give us a key, which would mean like the Reserve Bank would not be like something, the passive loan money, and you just insert a key, they give you a certain amount of payouts over time. That's going to be very painful for us. Yeah. Uh, because we we won't, you know, stay there and watch ESS pulling ESC out. I'd rather it's gonna be huge risk, but it's like short interval. I can take the money out in ten minutes, that'd be great. If you wanna ask me to stay there for a week, I guess I'm just gonna lose this money. That's a very good point. We don't know how long it'll take to get the money out. We assume it'll work like the normal ESS, or it's just a matter of minutes. That would be great. I'll just take a couple CTAs and tell everybody, that's our money. Let's go fetch them back. That works. Right. But CCP hasn't... I don't think they've said how the money will be released. You may have to siege the thing, which would be interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to stop talking about this. Just yeah, yeah. Don't give me an idea. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But how much... Do, you had a wasa down, right? Like... Delve had a miracle. In Owasa, you guys passed up Delve, mm, even at their prime. Really? No, 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 no. They, no, they still hold up. There, so they, they had the I, high I, point. I, that's right. They still have the high point. Okay. But they were on the decline when you were on the incline, so it looked like you were surpassing their capability for a few months that you overlapped. It was a very short time, a month or two. But you, bas you basically had Owasa down uh generating a ton of income for you guys and then you took the nerf right yeah thanks CCP. it's justifiable nerf yeah that's the second nerf that has wiped you out if i'm not mistaken the first one i could be wrong about this but when i was looking at the situation trying to analyze the war between you and legacy winter and legacy were fighting for a year you didn't really start to die until after blackout because blackout lowered all your adms that's what my assumption was. Is there yeah. any? Well, yeah. we were going to die. We were going to slowly lose anyway because our SRP money uh, slowly drains out. 
So, but I agree that Blackout does um, give us huge hit. Like, I don't remember any other time CCP make huge changes during the war. Uh, like, before War B, people request that please, CCP, do not change anything huge over the mechanics um, during the war, or you will be at war scolding you for taking a side, or anyway. But Blackout was horrible for us at the moment, and the ADMs for what? For the uh, Vasti turret dropped straight from 4.5 to like 2 something. Yeah, it was 2.3 something. Just dropped like a rock. That's a horrible. That's true. Yeah, left you with a lot weaker defenses than uh, before. And, and then at that point, Legacy really got the upper hand. They may have been winning anyway or were going to win, but they really started to make progress after Blackout. I would say it accelerated process by uh, one or two months or maybe three or four months. Wow. And who knows what happens as pe people get tired after a year of war, what three or four months means. Like maybe actually that's enough to exhaust the enemy and from attacking you. But anyway, bad past, blackout hits, you lose your ADMs. Essentially, it accelerates your demise. You make an adjustment. You create Awasa. You start to build that out. And CCP brings in ESS and wipes you out again because uh, you just yeah. lost 40% of your income to these holding mechanisms. And you adjust again and you go to tribute and you start diversifying. All that fair oh to say? I haven't, I haven't looked back this history, but you're right. You know, I haven't stayed in Noasa for a year. Probably just, uh, just over one year and we move out again to tribute yeah so every year you get wiped out and here's my yeah. here's my point and why i bring it up i never hear you complaining about it i never hear your guys complaining about it they may well, complain uh, to you i i do complain a lot to my members but mostly to my members because i understand the game change it does favor certain groups but um so far i haven't seen a really bad change from ccp over the last year um, I think those changes are justifiable and very necessary. We happen to have this advantage, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's fair or it should exist. Like the super cap umbrella shouldn't exist. I'm slowly cancel, slowly slowly canceling the green light system. So in future we might not even have that anymore. Why would you want to wrap into? Um, in a 100 mil supercarrier, only to make, only to make 200 mil per hour. So the changes so are instead, the changes are working to reduce that kind of behavior, the big money making yeah. behavior. Yeah, this is right about it. That's true. Um, they make these changes. Uh, we diversify. Hopefully, we can cope with that. And I totally didn't see the cloaky camper nerf coming. Like we prepared like about 500 campers. Um, I was totally going to camp certain regions and so, never leave there. You're talking about our army of mango territory, which is, uh, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. About so that's that. Southern regions. I, I was like, I, I was totally preparing for retaliation. So in that regard with like phasing now, super carry writing, because they're very prone to, uh, cloaky campers and dread bombs and 
even just bone burners, right? But then since we come with this cloaky cam nerve, well, okay, everybody wants that. That's true. Yeah. You're, you do have some, you may not want to talk about this, but I'm going to ask it. You do have some cloaky campers in Esoteria, I believe, or in that area. And that's where Army of Mangoes is moving to or making an adjustment to a region or two there. What's that's the purpose? Right. I, what's the purpose of contract. Sorry, go ahead. What are you doing there? What's going on? Because you should be on the same side, on the Pappy side of things, destroying uh, Goon Swarm. That's what people think you're doing. That's true. But after almost a couple, it's more than half a year, almost a year. If we, if Goon survive another three months, it will be a full year war, right? So the whole war um, during our time zone, the Australian time zone, the China time zone, uh, we stopped receiving good fights after maybe YZ9. YZ9? So we have, yeah, we have a very couple. We have a couple of very nice fights right after YZ9 keeps our anchors. And then uh, the Perian Australian time zone realized they can't. They can't escalate capitals on us anymore because uh, our jump range essentially overlaps with each other's. And range regiment at first, they just stopped fighting. They moved their entire lines to to pair bases first, and after after test clear out the region, they moved to Fountain. And they're still in Fountain right now. Some of them are renting from Volta uh, in Declan. So there's simply not many people to fight. Pretty boring. And my lines were losing number, steadily losing number. We had over a maybe 1,050 people in Lion's Channel. Uh, it was done to 1,000 while we were in Owasa. That's part of the reason, part of the reason we moved well, because I want to boost the activities. Then we got people complaining why the Army of Mango is getting all the spoils. They got the battle region of Esoteria, uh, and they're going to share those regions, share Delve and Parabasis, those regions that we conquered, Fraternity to the major part of that, while the army of Mango they were mostly sitting in Nomist, and they just received three or four new regions. So people do complain about it. That's right, mm -hmm. and they announced they're moving into Esoteria. I think last month, mm -hmm. uh, shortly after other Galaxy alliances. And that's pretty fair. Uh, it's a fair point. Like I, I do get mm, they need to move and test the poppy. The war requires them to secure Esoteria, which is also the reason I've made a contract with a Kogi Camper groups, uh, a Blobs groups. So now they're operating in Esoteria. I don't know how long they're going to do that, but our contract ends in April. Uh, if they're going to do that later, I'm not sure. And they only need yeah, AOM for that. And I ordered them to, like, you're going to treat, uh, like, IOU or Vindictive. Whoever that is blue with fraternity, you're going to treat them as blue as well. I see. So who put the pressure on Army of Mango to be forced to move out of their territory and into the new territory. 
I don't think there's any pressure is needed. Okay. They're gonna either move or be isolated into Omis, and they know that that's not gonna end well for them. So they have to right? move if, because of everybody else is losing territory around them. So they're just moving ahead of time. I wouldn't say losing territory. They can always claim their back after the war, but yeah. for now, stay along. Well, they're gonna be the biggest target for the north of the south. Sorry. Right. You have Tico. You have Stitch Green. Uh, and who else? Depot the holding them, but they're yeah. most US zone. But Tico and Citroen, they're both Australia and China time zone. They can form a full fleet. How are AOMs gonna contest that alone? Right? So yeah. it's pretty reasonable to move to Australia. Right. So a smart move is there's too many people coming in this into this area in our time zone. They can put a full fleet together. We better get out before we're the last target. So they're moving to Esoteria. That doesn't sit well with your guys. And so you're dampening their ability to use Esoteria? Is that what the idea is? Sorry. We're not exploring any standing or citadel access. Those people stage in stand, NPC, uh, NPC stations. I see. So you're not, you're not exploiting any standings. You're not doing anything wrong in that sense. Um, I was trying to figure out like what you're, why are you, are you just watching them to see what happens? Are these kind of like observations or are you trying to interfere with their moving in? Are you actively trying to block them from moving in? Or no, definitely not. No. Okay. The, I need them to move in their sensitivities. Yeah. If I'm the Imperium, I see this as a good friction point for me. Definitely. You know, then, let's, let's get them mad at each other. Let's start to see some cracks form. We need to reduce their... There are verdicts on the people who live in the stand. They offered us a couple of deals, like repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just trying to flip us. So. Oh, oh really? They're trying yeah. to flip you? Oh, yeah. Throughout well, the war. Do you want to speak about what kind of deals they're offering you? Or? Well, that's not really mm-hmm. worth mentioning. I, I say no to all of those. Yeah. Is, it, is the price not high enough, or is this a matter of some kind of honor? Well, it does look really bad if we turn sides right now, right? Yeah, you destroy it's your future. Lot, guess, yeah. It's a lot of promise I put with my allies, with Test and Panfan and all of the Legacy member alliances. So there's no way we will back out right here right now. And that's because you're protecting your future, your integrity into the future. It's I mean, I've damaged my integrity once for... Uh, if people don't know that, I <laughs> I got a NIP assigned with uh, Legion of Death. It was uh, four years ago. Yeah, it's still backfiring on us. So you're still paying the price for breaking I the promise. So, yeah, yeah. For breaking a diplomatic promise, you're still paying the price. So you know how damaging that can be, and that's what's keeping you in the war, or keeping you from pursuing uh, AOM. This is interesting, and this is—I appreciate your honesty because it's not something that um, these heads of state normally talk about. We all infer it, but uh, I love the idea that you're telling us how complicated decision making is for Eve Online leaders. Okay, yeah, you can say that. Right. Okay. Well, uh, we've been at it for about an hour. Is there anything else that you would want to talk about? 
uh, as far as the industrial changes or anything? I mean, it, they're huge changes, right? Like what's to talk about? Uh, I think, uh, I think we'll just have to wait and see for a lot of this stuff, but it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Well, Naros, I hope uh, I didn't get you in any trouble, but if I did, um, it's your fault, not mine. And ah, I, love, I love talking to you because you're a fresh uh, name in the, and doing interesting things in this game. So uh, fraternity. Yeah, I, can, I can talk very frankly about the, my opinion because I'm not at front stage. I, I'm not taking the fleet right now in this time zone. Um, my role in this war, mostly auxiliary. So mm, I yeah. am at more like a higher liberty to speak about this stuff like this. I, I got you. Yeah. There's one more thing I want to talk to you about. I just want you to deal with this because we've talked privately about it. And I think it's unfair, the amount of pressure or bad publicity you get about botting and that sort of stuff. Do you want to talk about that? Do you have anything to say to your critics that say that fraternity is like a botting alliance or something? Uh, I read a comment today in my Reddit post. Uh, damn, I shouldn't find out. But people still going on about FRT sixty percent. We industrialize the bodings. That's what they say, and hence every war against us is pretty much justifiable. And anyone want to start an organization or campaign against FRT will get very popular because well, it's against evil botters. Sure. Yeah. I really used that during our war, and the free men of the North used that again. Now, Guns has been using that. Some of Guns, of course. We do have some friends in Guns, not all of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people really hate us. Well, probably because some people hate us because they don't know about us. And the others, on the quite opposite, they just know very well about us, they know our potential. And they do everything they can to stop us. I've tried to talk with this uh, economic guy who forged the war bond for Gunsworm. Oh man, he's an FRT hater. Dude, he, every time, every time when MER comes out, he can point something related to how FRT is totally arming all the money out, laundering those uh, into real life money. But yeah, well, there's little I can do. Haters going to hate. Sorry. But how do you control that? Uh, you're aware of it. I mean, you've said like, yeah, look, we, we're aware it's a problem uh, for our renters, people who are not in FRT. Um, and how do you deal with it? Do you do self-policing? We don't even have many renters right now in brunch. Uh I remember I specifically kicked all, it's kind of racism, but I guess if I say it, it'd be okay. I kicked all the Chinese groups from my rental program. You are Chinese, they are, so, or you're... Probably, yeah, from, that's yeah. okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. they do have a higher percentage of higher chances of bottling if they specifically ask for a rental group. That's true. Well, if you can see, if you go check Volta renters right now, half of them are Chinese. And there are some very suspicious activity going on there in Declan and Pure Blind. You're of Chinese descent, right? Let's make that clear. I'm 100% Chinese. You're 100% Chinese. Okay. So when I say something about Mexicans, I'm a lot more comfortable saying it about Mexicans because I'm Mexican. If, I, if, I'm, <laughs> if I'm American, same thing. So uh, we'll give you that room to, 
to speak frankly on it without calling you a racist against your own people. Um, yeah, we, we've been trying everything we can to control that. And apparently we can't share our communication with CCP, but we do provide a very thoroughly investigated data to CCP. Yeah, so, so you do work with CCP to try to stop this. You're aware it's a problem. Uh, and it's not necessarily, well, it's not anything that you endorse, but you did have something that happened in your past that you can't get away from. Everybody keeps bringing it up again. That's uh, fair. Yes. Yeah. So that's right. But that the re, the fact that you're playing Eve Online, the fact that you're leader of a coalition in Eve Online, did CCP say, "Look, we dealt with this. Your debt is paid. You're no longer a criminal, according to us." You know, and I put that in quotations. I hope someday they will say that. But if even if they do, I wouldn't be able to share this information. Right, because all that's private. Okay. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. All that is private between you and the company as a player. And whatever happened, you're sanctioned to be playing EVE Online. Maybe that's not the right word, but you are here. You are playing EVE Online out in the open as a leader of an alliance. So whatever business is there between you and CCP, that's been dealt with. Uh, hopefully I won't get banned tomorrow just for saying <laughs> this, but... <laughs> I'm working towards it for sure, yes. I know there's a lot that's to pay. Um, yeah. And I I honestly accept that. That's true. Okay. I don't know what that means, but that's really interesting. Uh you're uh you're making it right, I guess, is what you're saying. Yeah, doing everything I can. Okay. All right, well listen. I really appreciate uh, how open you are. And I think everybody that's watching us, the 300 and some people uh, that watched it, appreciate it as well. It's an unusually interesting look and an unusually interesting alliance in NullSec. Uh, and um, again, it's a sneak peek behind the scenes for people. I think it's great stuff. So thanks very much, Naros, for coming on and taking all these questions and not shying away from any of them and taking them on. Thank and you. Again, we didn't we didn't expect that this it went this far, right? Yeah, I actually didn't plan to. I just kind of wanted to deal with all this stuff because when I talk about you in public, I get a lot of trash, um, you know, put out there, just bad information that keeps recycling, and I just want to deal with that and say, if you're still saying that old business from, you know, six months ago or last year, I'm not interested in addressing you anymore. Like we've dealt with these subjects. And I just want to look at the players in interesting ways about what they're doing and how they're behaving um, right now, currently. Like, what are they doing currently? How are they thinking? That sort of stuff. And so these old tropes about um, this or that, I just don't want to deal with that stuff anymore. So I kind of use this opportunity to put you on the record to say, yeah, all that's in the past kind of stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. Thank you very much, Naras. Very interesting talk leader of fraternity. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll be back uh, maybe tomorrow. This might be the show for today, but uh, we'll see. Uh, once again, Naros from fraternity. Thank you. All right. We'll be back uh, later on. Uh, that's all we have today for talking in stations.